0: Yo, yo, what's good, FlavorFest family? Yo, we are back with another Urban Leadership Podcast. Been a little minute. We took a short little hiatus, a little break after we just had our last tour date in Houston, Texas. It was amazing. The FlavorFest tour this year was straight fire, New York City, L.A., Atlanta, Houston. And we got one more. We got one more, y'all. We are going to be in Tampa, Florida at our home At Crossover Church, where I am filming this from right now in our podcast studio, November the 2nd through the 4th, you definitely want to pull up, you don't want to miss it, FlavorFest.org has all the details, we're expecting this year to be like one of the biggest and best ones we've ever done, we got a lot of people already registered that are coming from all Over the place. So, flavorfest.org, tap in. We moved it from October to November, so that might throw you off a little bit, but we're giving you a little bit more time to plan so you can bring your whole team, your whole squad to be down with us. And uh, we're going to give you some updates on that coming up in the podcast. But we're back. We're going to be popping pretty much every Friday from here until Flavor Fest, except maybe one time because I'm going to take a vacation uh, in a couple of weeks. But Grateful you guys are here today. I got a special guest that is from the great state of Texas. He was just with us uh, at Flavor Fest Houston, and he rocked the mic as well with his whole team. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk about church planting in the urban context today. He's done that. So we're grateful that you guys are in the building with us online. Let's go. Welcome to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast, where we talk to innovative artists, creative pastors, church planners, entrepreneurs, and people creating movements. Our goal is to inspire and equip you in ministry, music, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Tommy, Urban D, Coloni. Yeah, yeah, so what's up, everybody? We today have my guy, Pastor Juan from Waco, Texas, his house, church, What's up, Pastor Juan?
1: What's up, fam? We doing good. How about y'all?
0: Man, it's good to see you, bro. It's good to see your big smiling face, man. Uh, it was good to see you in Loving person it, a couple of weeks ago, man, at Flavor Fest Houston. And, man, it was, it was hot. It was hot in Texas, bro.
1: Yeah, Texas don't play. Texas don't play.
0: <laughs> it's hot in Tampa right now, too, but that Texas heat hits a little bit different for real we was just talking before we came on live and you were telling me that it's been so hot that you guys have not been able to do your wednesday night um service inside the building it's just too hot so you know in urban ministry y'all we got to get creative and so tell everybody what you've been doing man what the team came up with
1: well um First of all, thank you so much for you know allowing me or even thinking
0: about me being yeah, here. Yeah, we're but, just diving right uh, in, man. I'm like, man, t- yeah, t- no, tell, no, tell everybody that. what you're doing <laughs> to beat the heat, <laughs> uh,
1: man. We uh, so we had some AC issues and um, you know kind of uh, had a plan, had a restructure, and uh, sat down with the team and um, kind of talked about it. You know, see, this is where we're going. It's hard, it's uncomfortable to be able to have these services inside the building. And uh um, had the church I'm the church fans, down.
0: everybody was fanning themselves, yeah, <laughs> had
1: not, was doing no justice, no justice. Yeah. And so they were like, Well, we do something different. What if we what if we have um uh some summer night funds outside in the lawn, open it up, let the community see us, let the community know where we're at. This is them. So even from last year, we decided to stop doing business as usual,
0: yeah. Be, we have, have to, to stop as leaders business. right now. That's a good word. Yeah. We can't do it the way we used to. Times have changed, right. things have changed and we gotta, we gotta adapt.
1: Right. And so we've been talking about that. I've been teaching them we've been training, we've been talking about it and talking about, you know, like you, you know, you taught us even a couple of years ago, last time we were at Flavor Fest is we have to be innovative, especially after the whole COVID situation. Um, being creative is not enough. We have to be innovative and, yeah. um, i think just them hearing that enough it kind of just sparked something on the inside what do we do his house summer nights every other wednesday we're going to be outside we did uh so far we did we did a kickball so we invited the whole community to come out and play kickball we had watermelon fruit water we had a good crowd that came out uh adults young people children uh so they were out to that and then we did a fiesta night And Mm -hmm. we had Aguas Frescas and we had all kinds of other fun games. Uh, The the, the last one we did was a movie night. And so we kind of waited till the sun came down a little bit more, put on a movie out there for the kids to watch. A lot of fellowship popcorn, um, uh, uh, drinks, all kinds of stuff just for them to be able to stay cool. Mm -hmm. And then the it's going to be carnival night. So we're going to have uh snow cones, more awas, more nice. fun and games. And we're actually having people that are coming to the church who have never came.
0: Ah, oh, that's beautiful, bro.
1: Never came. And so that's they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have the same time. Foot in the building. So this this is a win. No. Exactly. E- exactly. And so we look at it at as, you know, taking basically church to the streets and people passing by and we waving people down like, hey, come on by, come on by. And they pull over and come and hang out with us. So it's been working, it's been working, but um, you know, the mission can't stop. We have to keep moving forward.
0: That's good, man, that's good. So, so let's yeah. rewind, because I dove right into it, man. I was excited to be <laughs> like, man, tell them what you're doing to adapt to the heat. But um, yeah. let's rewind and talk about His House Church. So talk about the mission of of why you planted it and when you planted it give us a little bit of the backstory man because this is a urban church plant you're part of the flavor fest tribe and um so yeah man tell us about his house
1: well um actually I want to go back man just so people could get you know hopefully they're seeing this and they get inspired it actually started in September 2014 I was in Cochabamba, Bolivia doing a mission trip. We were down there two weeks and, uh, it was a Friday night. I'm getting ready for a service. And the Lord says, I'm about to take you on a mission mm. or on missions. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm here already. Like what's going on? He goes, no, I got something else for you. And I'm like, okay. And, um, that same Friday night, my wife was in broken arrow, Oklahoma at a women's conference with our church. Um, they went to go visit and she went up for some reason. She just felt like going up for prayer. And mm-hmm. the lady spoke over her and told her, be ready. God's about to send you on the mission field. Oh, wow. The same day, pastor, the same day. Mm-hmm. I was so in in not speaking country. to both. both I another... was already speaking to us. So I come back and the Lord was like, hey, tell, you know, tell Deanna about it. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, because pastor she supported me she sold spaghetti plates taco plates whatever it took for me to be able to go on these missions she said just don't let just don't ask me to go with you because you know I told her some of the horror stories you know being on the mission field it's it's tough you know sometimes yeah. we were in in cities there was no hot water or yeah. there was no no water there so was we no AC there a no AC no I mean we were in one of the nicest hotels and you could barely feel the AC, but anyway, she was like, No, nah, babe, I gotta wash my hair every day. I gotta have my stuff. And, and so anyway, I was like, no, I ain't gonna tell her yet. She was like, he said, like, you need to tell her. And so yeah. I was like, okay. And so I told her and she sat down on the corner. I mean, I can still remember today. She sat down on the corner of the bed and she started crying. Mm. And I was like, wow, wow, babe, it's not that bad, you know? But of course I didn't know what had happened in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So. She goes, no, you don't understand.
0: You were taking it a whole nother way. Like she is not yeah, she at like, all. Like I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, this is, yeah. I am
1: in trouble. And um, she says, no, you don't know. I went up for prayer and it was spoken over me that we were gonna go on a mission field and this and that. I guess I'm gonna have to get ready to go, I guess. And I'm like, look, we don't know what that means. Let's just wait on God. Yeah. And at that time I was working full-time too. So I even told my boss, you know, they were like, how to go? And I'm like, man, it went great. I don't know what's got God about to do, but I think he's about to step it up. Well, we're having a pastor's breakfast uh, the first the first Monday, right after New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the pastors was there and he's a church planter. He's a church planter. And he looked at me seriously, right smack in the eyes. And he told me, when you're ready to plant your first church, let me know. I got some training for you. Wow. And I was like, okay. And so, it was um, uh, Dynamic Church Planting International. Mm -hmm. And um, so um, I said, okay. But it had already been spoken over me that I would pastor. Yeah. And I was already an associate pastor. That's what some people don't understand. That I served Mm -hmm. nine years. Have nine? uh, I'm sorry, eleven years. Experience as a social pastor. So yeah, I've so seen already put, put in word, the ugly and the nasty and the horrible and mm-hmm. the terror, you know, just everything. And so I've seen a little bit of, of it all. And at that time, like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm here as a social pastor. I'll serve here, to, you know, for the rest of my life. And when he said that and he looked at me, there was like a peace that came over me. I called him a week later. I said, I'm interested. This is something that God has put in my heart. It's been spoken over me several times. And I want to see what you got. So yes. he showed it to me. Uh, he actually did a citywide training. So several pastors became part of the church planting. And it was also like a revitalization, also at the same time, if you want yep. to revitalize your yep. church. Which and a so lot of we churches need. A... Yeah. Yes. And uh so we went through it and, and God just started putting it together and I was like, okay. And then of course we started looking at like what is this gonna look like? Is it gonna look like our church, where we came from, da-da-da-da-da. And the Lord says, mm, No, you got a different feel. Mm. And I was like, Okay, he goes, I, I want it to look like you. I I want it to I want it to sound like you, I want it yeah. to look like you, I want it, you know, and I was like, What what does that mean? And just like instantly he said I want to start a hip-hop church and i was like devil get away from me like what's good <laughs> i thought it was satan speaking to me and i was like no there's no way i could do that and he goes that's that's what that's what i need that's what i needed waco and so um you know just praying and seeking god we came up with his house waco's hip-hop church talked to a couple of pastors friend of mine he was like do it do it you know as long as you're keeping god's word first and you're reaching mm-hmm. out to people Hey, do it. And um some people didn't like it. Some people love it. I mean, I thank God. I, I had testimonies after testimonies about people saying, if it wasn't for this type of church, I would have never came to the Lord. Yeah. So what year and did you so, guys
0: officially launch? It was
1: 2015. Okay. 2015. We started training um in March. Uh he did the training class and he kind of walked it out with me and he said by August you'll be able to do a soft launch and then you could do a a grand opening um uh in October no an opening an open door in October and then in February you could do a grand opening and I was like yeah Mm -hmm. right and he goes look I'm gonna give you a map he gave me the map and and we we hit every mark and we haven't stopped and we
0: every benchmark and we haven't stopped yet I still (laughs) man and and that's that's wisdom man that you got Training, you had mm. mentorship, you had somebody mm-hmm. that gave you the roadmap that had done this mm-hmm. before and helped other people do it before. Because I, I know there's a lot of people out there that try, they get this calling from God. God speaks to them on a mission trip, speaks to their wife or whatever, and they try to figure it out themselves. And as mm-hmm. leaders, we're never meant to figure it out on our, on our own. There's always mm-hmm. other people that we need to learn from that have gone yes. before us that we can get wisdom from that we're going to learn, like, the mistakes uh, before we make them, right? And yes. so, um, Yeah, I'm grateful man, that you did that because I know a lot of guys that just try to totally do it on their own without going out trying to get any help or training, and then they went mm-hmm. through years of struggle, and even, like, some of them quit or it shut down or it almost shut down or it shut down, they tried to relaunch again, and it's just – you know, so that's that's great, man. Props to you and anyone that's listening to this. If you are thinking about planting a church someday, uh, man, get the training. Talk to guys like us. Get plugged in with the mm-hmm. Flavor Fest, um, you know, tribe network. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have done it and we've taken a lot of the hits and we've learned a lot of things. And so um, mm-hmm. we're always still learning as leaders. But, um, sure. but man, that's so. So speaking of learning. What what would you say, Pastor Juan, was like the hardest part of of starting the church? If, if you rewind a couple years back, at first, at first year.
1: Well, just coming straight out the gate and trying to do things different. You know, we didn't have a band. We didn't have, um, we didn't have. You know, your I guess you can call your contemporary or your traditional style setting. Yeah. And so it was, I went back to, you know, went back to the hood and like, what do we used to do to rock the parties? We had a DJ, we had an MC. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we didn't have a whole band, you know? And so we had a DJ and I called a friend of mine and through his training, he was like, look for somebody that can help you even if he's not going to church, but maybe he can help you in
0: some kind of shape or way or form. Yeah. You gotta improvise and And plus it's more authentic anyways to fit your context. Yes. Yes. Now, and let so me ask you this, Pastor we, Juan, did you did you know about Crossover at the time?
1: I did. I did. I really, because okay. of course, we've been following y'all for years.
0: Yeah, because you, know, you were even, rapping before that. You had a rap group and everything, so. Yes. Yeah. So even, you
1: know, going back to Urban D and everything, and it was one of the goals, you know, and and uh, so um, kind of looking at that, and uh, so we were like, started looking, but how can we do it here in Waco? Yeah. You know, what kind of resources do we have here? And the only guy that really DJed, you know, uh, in, you know, in a uh, Christian setting was uh, my compadre or, you know, my best friend. He was a good friend of ours, but he was a pastor at the same church. I like I can't pull him. You know, I can't. I
0: need you on Sunday. Oh, well, yeah,
1: I'm kind (laughs) of busy already. Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, but I did, the Lord put this, uh, gentleman in my, in my heart. And, uh, whenever we needed a bigger sound system for our concerts, we will call him and we would book, you know, his, his sound system. And, um, and he would help us out. So I called him, he goes, call the Lord say, call him right now. And I was like, right now. And he goes right now. So I called him shout out to DJ Fonzo. Um, man, Mm -hmm. I, uh, I called him, bro, and and I said, look, man, I got this idea. I'm about to start doing this. I know it may sound crazy. Bro, I know you don't even, like, go to church right now. Now, he grew up in church. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I know you don't go to a certain church right now, but I I need some help on Sunday mornings. Wonder if you can help us out. And so I started going through the whole story. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I said, but you know what? Don't, Don't give me an answer. Just pray about it. And he was instantly, he was like, man, there's nothing to pray about. I've been... I've been ready to come back and I've been oh, I've up. been asking God for a place where I can be me yeah look at that man and be able to offer my gifts and my talents so mm-hmm. I said so you in he goes I'm in and I was like okay we're going to set up a meeting so we set up a meeting uh he gave his life to the Lord on the first service that we had and he was our DJ, DJ got saved <laughs> DJ got saved From behind the tables like, he was like yeah he's oh. like
0: me Oh, man, he gave man, his that's beautiful. And that's a testament that there's a lot of people out there that they just need to be tapped on the shoulder and invited and, and say, we need you. You know, yes. Pastor Juan, that's some of my story when I first really, I grew up in the church, but I strayed for a while. And, okay. and the thing that got me back was some people that tapped me on the shoulder and said, we need you to come help us in our ministry. And I, and I was mm. waiting, like, like your DJ, I was waiting for somebody, an opportunity. And in that, in in that, you know, season of being needed then God ministered to me and I ended Mm. up finding my calling and knew I was supposed to, you know, do urban ministry. So, so here I am today, man. So that, so that's awesome. Sometimes we got to take a chance and you know what? A lot of pastors and church leaders out there, they wouldn't even invite somebody that's not going to church. Well, he's not even going to church. He's not, we don't even know where he's at with the Lord. We, We can't have him do anything with us. And it's like, man, sometimes we just got to get off of that mindset. Not We're not going to put that guy on the mic to have him preach or teach or lead something necessarily. But can we still find a way to get somebody involved? And that can be the way to pull them back in and God can begin to minister to their heart and pull back that that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter. Yeah.
1: You know, I I just shared this not too long ago, and it, it just all of us while I'm ministering to this this gentleman uh the lord showed it to me he goes when i asked the apostles to follow me i didn't tell them, well go and fix your life go get everything right and then come yep. and follow me yeah he just told him, "Hey," he looked at him, he said come on hey, follow me yeah and they started following him yeah and as they grew in relationship they started changing they they were doubting they were jealous they were selfish they were yeah. they had their moments independent They had their moments and even after you know at the crucifixion you know like yo where y'all at nobody's here you know Mm -hmm. everybody left me yeah they were scattered but that seed was sown into their life and after the holy Week, of course we have pentecost and everything that happened Mm -hmm. they realize what they're supposed to be doing and because of them we have the gospel of course here today in waco texas but it's just I know it's hard and, and it's so traditionalized that before you go help in nursery, you gotta be saved and back to I understand yeah. there's gonna be certain positions where we're gonna have good yeah. people, but Definitely. what can you do to come and help? What can you yeah. do and support and and be a part of this? And so uh I always encourage people that it's like he just told them to follow him. He didn't say go straighten up your life, go make sure you forgive, go make yep. sure you repent. He just said follow me and and I that's Fonzo's testimony like I'm there bro I'm like I'm there that's I good, got bro. you and he's been he's been one of our a1 one first day people uh so seven years now going on eight in October he's still DJing uh, with y'all still DJing and and of course now he's got other guys helping him because that's of beautiful. him we have two more DJs yep, right now you gotta
0: duplicate they duplicate themselves that's healthy leadership yeah. then they can take exactly. a break they can go on vacation they, if, if yes. somebody gets sick there's other people to just we, we have a yes. rotation of DJs at, at crossover as well we got three people that are regularly uh are rotating and that's uh, yeah. beautiful each one he has can their actually own kind sit with
1: his wife he can actually sit with his wife and enjoy the service now you know and then yeah. switch so we you know they switch every other yeah. service or, or whatever and so but good, yeah man. so we just we just stepped out in faith we did that much my, my daughter has been raised up in a Performance arts and uh, performance yep. schools, so uh, she started helping us, leading us with worship. Shout out to Sella, and then uh, next, yeah, you know, shout out to her, started- man. I
0: came, I came six months ago uh, to speak on a Wednesday night, but it was in the winter time, it was cooler, so we were able to have Wednesday yeah. night inside. <laughs> the AC yes. was good, but um, uh, man, I was really impressed to see like she was leading worship and she was singing, but then she was also spitting bars as well. And it was just, she was versatile. And I think one of the things you said a little earlier, uh, a few moments ago, you said we can't only be creative. We got to be innovative. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when there's uh, something that we lack, a lot of times we lack in the urban church, in the urban context. We don't have this, we don't have that. You know, you said, well, we don't have AC. So we innovated and we did all this Mm -hmm. stuff outside reached all these new people. We didn't have a traditional band, so we innovated. Mm -hmm. We got a DJ. And it ended up Mm -hmm. reaching the DJ and his family. And it ended up being more culturally relevant to the crowd that we're reaching anyways. What if you would have had someone that played keys and drums and more of a traditional style? And they would have been there. And you would have just been like, all right, well, I guess that's what we're supposed to do. And you wouldn't have the sound and the relevance and the pulse on the culture that you have today. So sometimes I just want to tell a leader out there that's listening. Sometimes um, God doesn't provide the thing you think you need. So then you innovate and he gives you the thing mm-hmm. that you really need. So, right, right. Yeah, man.
1: It, it just, and waiting on him, you know, and, and of course, you know, I mean, we have the creator on the inside of us. Yeah. You know, and, and he says, if you don't ask, you you, you won't receive. If, if you don't knock, the door yep. won't be open we for just you. We got to tap in. So I just like, like, Lord, you want me to do this? Show me. Show me how you want to do this. And he just started, you know, honestly, going back to the house parties, how would we used to rock the house parties? (laughs) The DJ will rock the house party, six, seven, eight hours until like, dude, I'm tired. I got to go home Mm -hmm. and like, okay, whatever. we kept on partying, you know, and, but it's the same thing. We just, I just looked at it the same way. It's like, and next thing you know, man, we had a donation. Oh, he actually let us use his sound system for a little while. Wow. so that's his money maker so yeah we used his sound system and then we had a donation we had a little sound system come in then we had more people added to it so we did fundraisers yeah. we had our own sound system and it just started growing from there and and i'm talking about from the bottom bro we started from the bottom meeting in the houses yeah. then we started meeting here in a fellowship hall we outgrew that we met in a, a rec center mm-hmm. and in 2020 2019 december yeah talk about uh, that miracle man yeah so 2019 um december uh this pastor came to me and uh pastor tom Guterres, god bless you bro um appreciate you thought about us and pastor greg here at um at uh um, kendrick lane baptist church they're like look we're not using the main sanctuary are you still interested for a place here in south waco and was like yes we are and mm-hmm. like you know what we're and just want to see if you're interested I sat down with the team and they were like of course that's what we needed because being in the rec center it was basically on holidays we couldn't have services Yeah. even if that holiday fell like on a Friday they would shut down the rec center so we would have to have service in the park or if it was too cold we had to cancel it or we would have fellowship with other churches um, but anyway we was like yeah we're interested we came in uh, had our first service. We had a, uh, like a building dedication on that January, um, 2021. And then COVID
0: hit. Oh. COVID
1: came and, you know, tried to distract us. Actually, mm-hmm. we grew through COVID. And yeah, so man, we, I remember it, you were
0: telling me some of those stories. You know, when you guys reopened, you're like, man, we actually, you were the, Pastor Juan, you were the first <laughs> pastor I talked to that was like, we have more people coming now than we did before COVID. And I mean, that was like, that was like by 2021. I mean, yeah. we got to that point by, I was, I was a little jealous. I was a little pastor jealous. <laughs> I was like, dang, we still ain't back to where we were before. We still got, we're only at 70%. And we were doing pretty good compared to a lot of my other friends. But you were <laughs> like, we're already beyond. I was like, man, that is amazing, yes. bro. So. Yes. And so that, that was. the
1: crazy, you know, miracle, uh, through our zoom meetings, our zoom services, and then going on YouTube, Mm -hmm. that was another thing. God had already showed me like, you need to do this. I'm like, okay, I'll do it later. He was already giving me a heads up. Like something's about to come. You need to be on, on, on Facebook or you need to be on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it later. But anyway, we were able to do it through the pandemic and, you know, more people start reaching out to us. As a matter of fact, I was just at our grocery store and you know, we were talking about the church. He was like, oh yeah, I know so-and-so that goes at church. I know so-and-so that's at church. I like, hey, come by and see us. You already know people there. You already got friends here. Yeah. Come by and hang out with us. And so that's what started happening. People start hearing more about us and seeing more. And of course, you know, through social media and everything. Yeah. You
0: leverage technology. I mean, we're live on YouTube right now. And there's somebody right, right now, shout out to uh, Bob Kaufman. He just said in the comments, my second daughter lives in Waco. She would love to what? come to Pastor Juan's church. I'm going to get the information Bust. to her. He said, keep Let's building um, the inner city church. So that's awesome. Somebody else just said, then beautifully saved, put the address. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> look at that, man. We, we're sending people to you right here through, through the Flavor Fest Leadership Podcast. Shout out to, to my guy, yeah. Bob. <laughs> Yes, sure.
1: And, and that that's what it's been. It's it's really been like that. As a matter of fact, the young lady, uh uh, the young lady that was uh, talking about, it, she was like, I might come see you Sunday. I said, Well, we're here. You, you know, yeah. you already know where we're at. And so um that's just been helping us. And um once again, the testimony is like, you know, when we say come as you are, we mean mm-hmm. it. You know, j- just come as you are, and not only with your baggage and your struggles and your pains and your hurts and yep. your disappointment and your stress and your anxiety your sickness your disease but also hey i'll preach in my tea like you am i fitted you know yep. or, or or you know my snap and my jays or i'm just really we're just chilling you know and mm-hmm. how can we do life with you you know and that's what it's been it's it's been a i can't even more than a blessing, you know, to be able to walk in my purpose and be able to do it in such a a way that people can relate to, you know, relate to us. And I don't know, it's it's just, it's been more than a blessing to be able to be on mission with our Heavenly Father.
0: Man, that's awesome. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Proud to see the, the work you. that you're doing. And um, I had a great time when I came out six months ago, had my guy, uh, John Punch, Bring me. I was in Texas already in Dallas at a speaking at a conference and hit you up and said, yo, I'm in an area, man. I got to come through to his house. And so, yeah, it was just great to see everybody. I know you guys brought a team to uh, to Flavor Fest in Tampa before. So I knew some Mm -hmm. people and and then you guys were with us again when the first ever Flavor Fest Houston a couple weeks ago, man. So how would you how would you and your team enjoy it, man? Talk a little bit about your experience.
1: You know, we're still talking about it um we um we making plans you know in case it would happen again um we have people who were inspired um really saw the vision they saw it mm-hmm. and i was like man you know and, and it was it was a taste of what we received in tampa you yeah. know at your house you know it was a taste of, of of what we saw down there but they got to see it and then of of course us sharing with them what we experienced over there, uh, it has really helped even, you know, the workshops and all that um, sitting down and talking about it. It it, it really has it. it, We needed it. And it was, I don't even know how, but God knows everything. When we left there, like, man, it would be cool if we can have little flavor fest all over the United States or different parts of the country. So it can make it easier for people to go to. Yeah. And um, it happened like, you know, sometimes we forget about the power that we have in the tongue. Right. That's
0: right. man. <laughs> you know, That's the, right.
1: and the power of the words the spoken, words spoken. I mean, he created the heavens and the earth with it, you know, just mm-hmm. speaking words. And so I don't know. It was it was to us a blessing. We're like we had to be there. And I'm glad we we did. And once again, I want to say thank you to you. To cross over your family, everybody who made that possible, whatever they had to invest into it uh, for for that to happen. I mean, the relationships that we that we created, you know, with all the different cities that were able to come up and do that cipher together. Yeah, um, it, it it was just it was just life changing. I mean, we still today I have communication with some of those. As a matter of fact, we're doing uh, Waco Summer Jam September sixteenth. Uh, here in our backyard at the church and we have some of the artists that were down there they're going to come by and help us so we're excited about that and once again because of the connections that we made down there yeah um, that's going to be you know it's going to be able to pop off but we're excited about that
0: man that's so good to hear and that's our, that's always been our heart with flavor fest is for there to be kingdom connections that happen between artists and churches artists and pastors, mm-hmm. and you know, artists and other artists, you know, collaborating doing mm-hmm. stuff together, and uh, shout out to train Nine. Uh, one of the reasons we yeah. chose to do Flavor Fest in Houston was because of the relationship we have with him and a couple of other people. Von Juan, which wasn't able to be there because he was on a sabbatical, mm-hmm. so um, right. But shout out to him as well. He helped you know make some connections and 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 promote it. And so yeah, man, our heart was after the pandemic. We know so many leaders are just discouraged and churches are going through stuff and you know people are tired and exhausted and they need you know some fresh resources they need some fresh inspiration like you said some innovation and Mm -hmm. they need some fellowship you know a lot Mm -hmm. of people just haven't even went to any events since before COVID like leadership conferences or concerts maybe people just need fellowship need to get together and have a good time and so yeah, so we started praying and dreaming about it last year, and we're like, man, well, but how are we going to do this, you know, because we knew the cost associated, and, you know, we always keep Flavor Fest at a low cost, and we have, you know, other streams and sponsors that kind of help subsidize it to make it, you know, be able to happen. But we're at our own s- space, so we don't have to pay for our space. We don't have to pay for the equipment. If we're taking this to other cities, you know, in a lot of senses, like, we have, to, we have to rent the facility, We have to maybe rent some additional equipment, and there's just the facility's not ours. And so we don't know all the ins and outs of it and the way to set it up. And so there was a lot of barriers and things that kind of kept us from ever even wanting to do it before because it was a lot of work. But we just felt the calling from God, like, man, leaders need this right now. And we were like, this was our position at first, uh, Juan. It was like, well, we don't know if we'll ever do this again, but we're called to do it this year. So we're mm-hmm. going to do it right now for such a time as this. And we may do mm-hmm. this again down the road. Maybe not, but we know this year we're called to do it. And we're going we're gonna to touch some leaders. But now that we've done it and it went well, um, we've had some time to reflect and pray and say, yeah, we're going to do this again. We're, we're supposed to do this wow. again. So just to let you know, we will be coming <laughs> back to Houston. We may not go to all the cities we went to, but we definitely will be coming back to Houston uh, it was, it was amazing. That being the last stop on the tour was kind of like a highlight and it was, was, mm-hmm. uh, was super dope. And so we're already in the works planning for next year. We have some big announcements that we're going to be making soon, uh, for the Flavor Fest tour. We got some big partnerships we're working on next year that that alone, even without any partnerships, we believe it will grow because it went so well, but we have some additional partnerships um, with some speakers and artists that 's going to take it to a whole nother level and okay. get a lot more eyes on it and god 's opened up some some additional funding doors so pray for me i 'm going to this uh big event next month where I have to pitch, and they are they 've already guaranteed we 're going to get a few thousand dollars but uh there 's twelve of us pitching, and first place gets twenty five k second place okay. gets 20k third place gets 15k so pray that we're we're in maybe that top three that would really give (laughs) us an additional boost of funding to uh take it to the next level and we didn't do any advertising um so you know we don't have any advertising budget so i mean we want to put a little bit of gasoline on the fire for flavor fest uh 2024 so uh so we're excited man so we will we will be back to houston for real yeah
1: Cool. We down the street. So, you know, we're going to pull up on you.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. So but I do want to say this, man, about Houston as well, which was really cool. We did the cypher and you guys were a part of that. And Trey Nine claims, which I is probably true, is the longest cypher in CHH history. There was like 50 artists in it. And it was like over a half an hour long. And I was a little nervous about it at first. The way that we first had it set up. Uh, as we put the program together for the night, we had like an artist rapping. Then we had like, you know, the San Antonio, um, cypher. Then we had another artist. Then we had the Waco cypher. Then we had another, we wanted to kind of break it up. So it wouldn't like be too monotonous and too long. And Trey was like, nah, we got to do it all together as one. And I was like, bro, that's going to be, like, really long, and, like, the beat it's going to get boring after a while. People are going to get disengaged. He's like, nah, man, we got beat switches. We're going to switch the beat, like, at least a dozen times, man, and we're going to bring the energy and every – and so I was like, all right, bro, well, we'll try it. This is an experiment anyways. We've never really been done before, but we'll try it and see what happens. And I was still, like, a little skeptical, but, uh, but man – it came off great. So props to train Nine for, for pushing us on that, you know, and making us make changes like three or four yes. different times. But, um, but yeah, everybody supported each other. It was a ton of energy. And so you guys represented, you were on the mic too, man, with the Waco squad. So it was dope to see another pastor MC. So what, what did you guys have to do to put your, uh, your song together, man? How long, how much time did you have to, to put that together?
1: Actually, it was something that we had already um, put together.
0: Okay, so you're like, and oh, we're so going to take we, that song and make that exactly be our cipher.
1: Exactly, and so um, we, we had already, we have a, we haven't put a name to it, but we have a, a the His House uh, Hip Hop Worship Team, and so we have right now we have six artists that are on on there. Some are uh, are working on music on their own. <laughs> And then some of the music is for us together as a team. And so we've been working on that and just in the discipleship part, you know, part of the the discipleship and uh, something that I started, the Timothy Project, mm. um, taking these guys to another level. Those have that, that want it, that need it, uh, but really desire it. They really want it. And they've been showing themselves approved. And so uh, we have a one of the brothers here, um, uh, has a, a, uh, son, I forgot how old he is. He's about, he's about six, seven, but he gets on there too. I mean, he memorizes songs like this oh, wow. and he gets up there and yeah, for real. And so we just been, you know, whenever we can, we let him be a part of that and, and, you know, have some fun with him and encourage him. As so, matter speaking fact, of man, almost, there, there's
0: an artist named Lil Luke and he's seven years old. Lil Luke Sanchez, wow. look him up and he's got music videos and everything. He just performed that crossover 2 weeks ago at our Back to School Sunday and the kids oh. ate him up and loved him and he's actually performing at Flavor Fest Tampa this November, man. 7 years Where old. Where is he man. from? He is from Florida.
1: Yeah, okay, he's from Florida okay.
0: and his dad is very involved. Shout out to his dad Poncho. His dad is very okay. involved in in helping push and shape and you know keep them on point yeah. and i mean he's got merch and banners and everything he had a table set up and so yeah oh, our kids man. loved him our adults loved him as well and i mean he's yeah I bet. so look for that guy little luke he's gonna be doing some big things i believe in the future but that's great man you no, getting the definitely. little guys involved as well there there should yep. be more more like kids involved in chh as well
1: sure sure no we we even have a, a group of of uh uh, boys right now a group of Mm -hmm. boys right now that uh we've been shooting them videos and they like to dance so we may have Ah. some future b-boy team you know coming up here soon too and so you know we we you know we we try to keep a culture here you know and this is what we do and who we are and before we even thought about it as soon as we play music they started break dancing and so i saw it and i was like yo, we need to work with them. You know, we need to give Mm -hmm. them a chance. And and so we've even shot some music videos here of some of the guys and they're up there breakdancing, you know, they're up there breakdancing and doing their thing and I'm I'm loving it. I mean, to me, I ain't gonna lie. It brings tears to my eyes, man. I I love it because um, honestly in the churches we used to be, it, you know, it just, it wasn't like that, you know, it wasn't like that. That was, that was looked upon, you know, as you know, that still two street, that's not of God Too worldly. you can rap for us. Yeah, you can, rap, you can rap for us if we're outside, but not in the sanctuary. Yeah, you know? the sanctuary so, too holy for rap. Yeah, it's no, like, you know, can't do that. And yeah. so we open that up. I mean, sometimes our worship is just hip hop, you know, just hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, rappers or we'll have an artist who come out. Uh, Trey came right after you did too. And our worship was just he did you know he did a set and yeah. that was worship for us people were blessed by it and so uh we have lucky luciano here we had uh aaron mm-hmm. uh did you come and do a spoken word you know we haven't done a spoken word in a while too so mm-hmm. that kind of inspired me too like we need to get back on that again yeah and so yeah, yeah no, and it's, spoken it, word in hip hop
0: or cousins oh but yeah
1: yeah definitely and we actually have a young lady here who writes and have shared a couple of poems that that she wrote uh on uh, services that were dedicated for women yeah and uh but we're you know we're helping her out hopefully she'll step out in faith and keep doing more but yeah i love it
0: man that's awesome well speaking of like hip-hop today is a special day man you know what today is right <laughs>
1: Man, put me up on game. I'm today so busy is
0: today. is the 50-year birthday of hip-hop. When we are filming wow. this and recording this, it's August 11th, 2023. And officially, the official date of hip-hop being born was August 11th of 1973 in the South Bronx, uh, the Boogie Down. Wow. And where a DJ pulled up in the little community center room and, you know set up his turntables, started playing some breaks that night. And that is known. Yeah. DJ Cool Herc. That is the that is the, the birth date of hip hop. And so I know that yeah. there's this weekend there's gonna be like some big parades in New York City and, and stuff happening in the Bronx. And I know a lot of the oh, old wow. school hip hop artists are doing all kinds of different events. I'm friends with Curtis Blow. I saw on his Instagram mm-hmm. that, you know, if y'all know Curtis Blow, these are the breaks, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that song, they're uh, playing basketball. Those were like big, you know, early 80s. Classics. Hits. But Curtis is, you know, he follows Jesus. He's, he's been to crossover a few times. We got to get mm-hmm. him to Flavor Fest. Um, he, yeah. Who knows? He might pop up at Flavor Fest this, uh, this <laughs> November to – to to commemorate and celebrate 50 years of of hip-hop. You know, hip-hop has been um, a big part of my life ever since I was a little kid. And it's been like a a language for me and my friends growing up in in, in the urban context, you know, even maybe in our homes, you know, a lot of of us came from homes where other languages were spoke or grandparents spoke other languages. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, hip-hop was our language for our generation no matter if we were black, white, brown, Asian, mixed, you know, whatever ethnic background we were, hip-hop was like mm-hmm. the thing that that brought all of us kind of together, hip-hop and basketball. And so for sure. me then, as I gave my life to Jesus and got this calling, hip-hop became like a real centerpiece of me being able to tell my story and how his story, you know, reshaped my story. And it also, mm-hmm. man, I praise God, it's been a way that, I've been able to provide for my family uh, over the years. I was like to joke around like the Apostle Paul. He made tents to support his ministry. Me, I rapped, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. for me to be in full time ministry, urban ministry for 27 years, a big part of it, especially the first half of that or 15 years of it was because my music, you know, provided for my family and, and kind of, know, kept me from having to go get a nine to five and still pastor the church and, you know, do all that. And I was willing to do that, but the Lord just opened up doors, you know, for me to be able to do my music and and travel, and it just kind of went hand in hand with what we did at Crossover. And that's really how Flavor Fest was birthed, because I had this opportunity to be on a national record label, and, you know, people started hearing about Crossover through me. Like, oh, that rapper, Urban D, he's a pastor, he's a youth pastor at you know, at first. And, oh, we got to go to his church. Everybody comes to Florida on vacation. They're like, oh, man, we got to go check out Urban D's church while we're on vacation. People still do that to today. Almost every Sunday, there's people visiting us because they follow, you know, follow me and music or have one of my books or whatever. But that's how Flavor Fest launched because all these people were asking us questions on how we're doing the, you know, creative, innovative urban ministry. And we're like, man, we just need to invite everybody to come down and we need to have a weekend where we can train people. And, and that was the year 2000 that flavor fest was, was born. And so here we are still doing it all these years later. And this has been our biggest year yet with the tour. And so we just feel like flavor fest has a lot more room to still grow. There's more urban churches need to be planted like his house in every city. And so we want to be definitely a resource and help connect people together. And encourage people and so thank you man for being part of the family man part of the tribe
1: yeah you know um we we appreciate you opening the door for us and really accepting us and for anybody out there watching i really want to encourage you um you know once you plug in to what pastor tommy's doing um it it is it's family that's all i I really want to say and so uh and I know, you know, I know you're a busy man and everything, but I know that, and you're, you're my witness that um, when sometimes that I've been in some hard times and just thinking, you know, how am I going to do this? Man, Pastor Tommy has called at the right time and just encouraged me. And I know he always yeah. says, stay in touch. And sometimes I know I get busy and We're I don't do cool. that, but I, <laughs> I want to say thank you. Or being obedient to God wow. and just dropping those texts or calling at that that last minute or that right time, should I say. Yeah. And to be able to encourage us. And so to me, um, even thinking about us, you know, hey, I'm in Texas, can we come down and visit like for show, you know, let's do this. And then of course you coming down to Houston and doing Flavor Fest, you know, we have to support him whatever we can. If you have an opportunity to be part of his any of his networks, um be a part of it invest into it you're gonna get a lot of it a lot out of it um i appreciate you know i appreciate everything you do i mean people who have actually Thank you, bro uh like pastor von juan pastor g uh gabe dominguez pastor cello lozano that you know has um reminded me about what you're doing and connecting with you mm-hmm. uh it's, it's just been a blessing oh pastor um kevin white kevin white too you yeah, know that shout out to kevin he, man yeah for real through
0: the networking you know
1: yeah. we were able to connect now he's in waco yeah, you guys met on the coaching church. network
0: and then he ended up moving to waco yeah when i came exactly uh, he was he was there man it was good to see him
1: yeah exactly and so he came and you know it's like family it's like i said it's like family yeah. pastor von juan has came and just yeah. blessed us you know just really just blessed us and for me to have these relationships it it means so much because these are people that are at, you know, at my level or think the way I do, or, yeah. or I'm trying to think the way y'all do, you know? And so yeah. we just sharpen each other. Exactly. Like the word says we sharpen each other. So if you're looking for something like that, you got to get plugged in, um, do everything you can, you know, to be a part of it. And then of course, go and bless somebody else with it. Yeah. Go and bless somebody else. Go help somebody else. So thank you again, Pastor Tom.
0: Oh man, you're welcome, bro. So, so, give us like one last leadership nugget, man. Um, what, what's oh. one of the biggest things that you have learned? Uh, there's there's church planters that are watching this. There's church leaders. There's artists, and you're you're kind of <laughs> all of the above, man. What, what's one thing that you would? Uh, a word of wisdom from from Pastor Juan. He got to drink a little bit of water to get ready to drop this wisdom <laughs> on you.
1: <laughs> it is so simple, but it has done something to me in the last, the last two years, you know, last two years, God gave me an opportunity to, to step out in faith and be out here full time and, um, uh, work on these leaders, on uh, these, these Timothy's, um, I have a couple of interns also that are helping me getting ready to ordain a couple of them as ministers. Uh, one of them for sure has a heart, um, to even, Pastor, so we may be even looking as associate pastor coming in here pretty mm-hmm. soon, but I have to say this: keeping it simple, keeping it real, just like if you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. I say that time and time again. God showed it to me, and that's why I said, you know, being connected with you, being connected with these other pastors that think on my level or even at a higher level um has really helped me so much stretch me to the point that i like you know what i need to stop doing business as usual you know gotta stop doing business as usual we gotta start thinking differently and i saw it like i said with my team as we sat down and we talked about like look we have this issue we're not going to be able to do level up wednesdays no more because level up wednesday is basically it's nothing but steak you better bring a good knife and a good fork we're going to eat we're going to get into the word we're going to have worship Uh, yeah we're going to do prayer. we're going to be we're going to study and you know so it wasn't for the week you know if you were here on a wednesday night you were getting word Mm -hmm. you know and then of course definitely challenged to be able to go out and do it and so they're like no we can't stop that we need to do something different and i was like well come on let's talk about it so we went to the chalk uh well the dry erase board and we started (laughs) get getting down we started Getting ideas, and we're like, okay, we used to do that. Let's do that again. Okay, let's let's tweak it up this way. Let's do this, and then so, being basically what we did out of the eight leaders that we have, we broke them out in four teams, and we divided the whole congregation, even those who were attenders, even those who were just coming every once in a while, we put them all in teams,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so out of that, we made four teams four, you know summer nights, and um. Those are the, basically, I didn't touch nothing. Of course, I did a sabbatical, my first sabbatical in the month of July. And I mean, yeah. I didn't even come to church. I, I didn't step on the building. That's I good, went man. to the mountain to take and a went break. to go hear from God. Pastors need man. to take a
0: break sometimes.
1: And I appreciate you because I saw you do it first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I saw you do it first and I said, thank you. I appreciate that. And so I looked at it. I knew it was going to kind of hurt, but I thank God that, um, you know taking up this role you know and training people you have to give them an opportunity to show themselves approved and and show and giving them an opportunity to succeed and to fail yeah we have we have to and i thank god it was it was great it was i got a couple of calls, but it was nothing that they just went checking up on themselves but they knew what needed to be done and um it made me feel so good. I came back in August, of course, and and just blessed. But if you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. I had to say that. And so find you some people that yes. will sharpen you, that will raise, that will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. That will tell you the truth, that can be honest with you and, and help you go to the next level. Because I'm going to tell you this. They're not doing it to you. They're doing it for you. Yeah. They're not getting on to you. Just to do it. They're getting it for you so you can get better. I, I've had people speak into my life. I'm working on my health. I'm working on my creativity. Uh, I'm being innovative. I'm working on that uh, yeah. because we're never going to grow. You know, it all takes work. It all takes work. You know, uh shout out to my pastor uh resting in heaven right now, <laughs> more than likely working in heaven right now because that's how he is. <laughs> he said, uh, you spell ministry and we start like M I N he goes no 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 how do you spell ministry M I N I like no nah, no nah, no nah. W O R K hmm. how do you spell marriage W O R K yeah how do you spell discipleship W O R K it That's all right. takes work That's i awesome. got it from him i don't know where he got it from but i love him pastor Daryl price uh yeah. he was a blessing to us a lot of people here and so uh it takes work and if you ain't willing to give up your job or give up more time then you're mm-hmm. not in either you're in the wrong business or you know it's time to get right with god and so it's um it's
0: work <laughs> it's work baby it's work so we're gonna it work is. so yeah all right so last thing last thing i'm gonna ask you pastor juan how can we pray for yes, you sir. and what is next what's the next work that you that you're getting into that his house is like what's some of the vision for the future give us a little peek into what's next
1: yes well right now
0: and i thank god for a sabbatical you know that i
1: was able to sit down and listen to god and mm-hmm. be able to make some notes uh first and foremost and i've heard it a couple of times um, my first prayer request, um, is for wisdom, you know, continual wisdom. And I know we say that I oh, like, I need wisdom. No, 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 no. We need wisdom. You know, we need wisdom. Um, also, uh, on my health, you know, praying for my health and I'm, I want to let y'all know uh, you're not praying in vain is that I'm taking steps right now. I'm working on it. You know, yeah. as a matter of fact, this last, Man, I know months, we talked
0: about that when I called yes.
1: you, yep. yes. And, um, you know, some of the great people that that have been mentors to me, to my pastor, um, some of the things that they always said that really brought light to me was that they were like at the end, they're like, I wish I would have worked more on my health. Yeah. And so I was like, out of everything he was out of everything. I wish I would have worked more yeah. on my health, taking care of my body. And so that brought light to me and I need to work on it. So what did I start doing? I start bringing it to my Timothy's mm. like, hey, guys, we need to start working on this. If I'm going to work on it, if I'm getting attacked physically, I know you are. Yeah. If not soon, you will be. So you might as well start to, uh, working on it right now. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the next thing is for provision. So wisdom, health and provision for us. We're in a building right now that um, we're being blessed to be here. But we're, we and and I'm not in a hurry, Pastor Tommy, because believe me, I, I, I already mm-hmm. heard your story. You know, yeah, and yeah. other people's story. I, I know God. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a family member that in twenty years, moving around, they they finally bought a property. That's gonna there, it's going to be theirs, permanent. Yeah. And so, really, just looking there's uh, some things that need to be restored here. We started talking about this earlier too: air conditioning systems. Yep. Uh, It's a building that's been here for many, many years. It's in the south part of Waco. And so we want to stay here. We want to grow here. That's one thing that God called me directly to South Waco. He goes, Mm -hmm. I want you to be in South Waco and, and speaking about church planting. I know that we will plant more churches also. I don't know if it's going to be in Waco or in other countries yeah. or whatever that may be, but we're church planters. So uh, the good. next step, not only being trained, but I was also trained to train people how to start churches. So mm-hmm. I have a certification on that, too, with DCPI. And so God's kind of showing me like, OK, we need to start working on this. So starting separating some finances to be able to either help plant a church or us plant another church here pretty soon. And of course, you know, that's going to take wisdom. That's going to take health, you know, to be able to do that. And of course, uh, finances. But um, we want to do it in excellence. So there's some things that need to be done here in this building. And we want to be a part of that and continue the ministry Mm -hmm. that Kendrick Lane Baptist Church has been doing for 30 something years, you know, that they've been here yeah. in the community. Wow. And so all we want to do is continue the work that they started years ago and keep mm-hmm. growing. If the community has changed, it looks like me, <laughs> it talks mm-hmm. like me, yep. you know, uh, most of it, you know, son hispanos, so hablan espanol tambien. And so mm-hmm. we have that opportunity. We even talked about maybe doing a his house in espanol yeah, and Yes. You know, either a bilingual or not Spanish service. Yeah. But be able to reach uh, la comunidad here in this part of town. So um, those are some of the things that y'all can help us pray for.
0: Good, man. That's great. That's some great vision, man. Well, thank you for jumping on today. Shout out to the His House family. (laughs) They've been lighting up the chat, everybody on there talking. And so uh, I hope they get out there with you guys again. To his house someday uh, in the future and hope you guys can come back to Tampa someday and uh, and see us. We are working on our so shout out to everybody that's thinking about coming to Flavor Fest this year. We started construction this week on our coffee shop in the lobby. And so right now the construction guys are out there cleaning because it was a hot mess. They tore walls down. They put holes in the floor while the footers are going to go because we're building a second floor seating area um, inside Mm -hmm. and part of the outside over the sidewalk. And so we're going to be putting a coffee shop in that's going to be open seven days a week. So it should be um, mostly done by Flavor Fest in November. Um, <laughs> it might not be 100% open, but I mean the seating area will be open, we'll be able to utilize everything. As for the coffee shop like being open open is, we're not sure if that's going to be totally done by then, but you're going to see a lot of changes. It's going to be a whole different crossover that you that you step into. So God is God is moving some good stuff is happening. So well hey that's Pastor cool. Juan, um I want you to pray for us, man. I always ask all my guests to, to go ahead and close us out in prayer. Pray for everybody that's been tapping in, that's watching this live on the replay. Okay. That's listening to it uh, on one sure. of the podcast platforms. And just, uh, yeah, man, pray a blessing on them.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you for the work that you're doing through Pastor Tommy crossover in tampa there and throughout the world father uh we we also speak lord a blessing over those that were able to watch and listen today lord Mm -hmm. for some reason lord that we're here for such a time and that the word that was spoken uh into their lives today lord just grow deep father and grow Mm root father knowing that they are not alone that there's a team of people lord willing to pour into them Mm And and to show them and direct them, Lord, where they may go, not only the Holy Spirit, but people like Pastor Tommy, myself, and other people that have been on here before to be able to speak life into their situation, Lord, that there is not one way of doing things, but many way of doing things, Lord, and be able to reach our communities in this urban context, Father, just be an opportunity, Lord, that the gospel can be preached, Father, Areas, Father, that will be able to reach them for you. Raise them up in Christ, Lord, and then mm-hmm. release them into ministry. Release them into the purpose that you have for them, Lord. Once again, a blessing over Pastor Tommy, his church, and his family, over every listener here today. And, and, and Lord, we just declare, Lord, that it continues to grow and grow, Father. We mm-hmm. we Lord believing you for wisdom, health, and provision to advance your kingdom. We're snatching souls out of hell and populating heaven, Father. We're taking care of your business, Father. We're doing kingdom business, Father. And I know that you will provide, Father, every single step of the way. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. Amen, amen. Come on, make some noise for my guy, Pastor Juan. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for for (laughs) tapping in with us today. Uh, Go ahead and like this video. Subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. We do this podcast on a regular basis. Try to do it every Friday um, live at 12 o'clock noon on my YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, subscribe and stay tapped in. And we will see you on the next one. Pastor Juan from Texas. Shout out to you, man. God bless you guys. FlavorFest.org. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in to the Flavor Fest, Urban Leadership Podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at UrbanD813 and at FlavorFest. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace and God bless.